Welcome to the Best Things Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on all the socials at Best Things Pod as well. Now, here are your hosts, Craig and Aaron. Oh, hello, Internet. Welcome into the Best Things Podcast. My name is Craig. Sitting next to me, as always, chef extraordinaire, future internet, TikTok (laughs) chef star, foodie, Aaron Brooks. Um, how how does it? You guys cook a lot, right? A lot, yeah. Y'all, I think we're both as almost as equally as interested in food, but you guys actually do it a lot more than we do it. Um. Are you? Would you say are you the most foodie person in your in your group of in your circle? Yes, I think so. How, how does that make you feel? Like, are you always asked to make something or opinions on some, something? Or I I get a lot of questions from people about food related things. Have you have you ever thought about doing content of some kind on? <laughs> yeah, especially since COVID. Yeah, because it feels like a lot of people started at that time uh i would enjoy it yeah for sure i have since i was a kid i remember watching cooking shows at four and five years old yeah. i just found i don't know if if i would have them on the tv or if my mom would have them on or what um but in the early 90s there wasn't just a lot of cooking yeah it was it was still a pretty new thing. Yeah, I mean, Food Network. I wonder what year it came out. I'm gonna look that yeah, up. Yeah, look that up. I think it was l- at least when it started to gain some popularity was in the late '90s, 1993. Okay, it launched in November of 1993. I know probably it feels like '96, '97 is when it really started to take off, and I feel like it had its heyday. From probably early 2000s to 2000, I don't know, 12, 15, somewhere in there. Yeah. I feel like there's maybe been a bit of a shift in food. There absolutely has. Content. Yeah. The way it's consumed. Like, I was always, we loved Food Network. We Mm -hmm. watched a lot of Food Network. Yeah. I don't know the last time I turned Food Network on. It's, it, it. Sort of since COVID, at least since 2020, we've not really consumed much Food Network at Well, and we blame all. a lot of stuff on cutting the cable, you know, cutting the mm-hmm. cord. But that's not even it because there's no. a lot of these other channels that we still watch yeah. on different streaming platforms. I'm not watching hardly any Food Network-related shows. Uh, we got back into, for a season, Cutthroat Kitchen. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of a, not guilty pleasure, but like one of those, you know, you turn on at the end of the night when you're not really paying attention to anything, you know. We, we would have that on, but yeah, the, the, the landscape of food, uh, not consumption, but food entertainment consumption has drastically shifted. Oh yeah. And we're going to, we're going to get into it. Uh, that's what we're talking about today. If you couldn't figure that out. There was a part of me that always thought being a chef would be something I would enjoy. I don't know if you ever thought of that, uh, which, and you come from a pretty food-oriented yeah. family. I mean, your brother is even, yeah. I mean, he's... Yeah, he's been a chef. Um, 
it was never a thing for me. I, I'm more of just a home foodie, you know? right? And I'm even not. I'm not that great of a cook. I'm not. I don't do super well with recipes and instructions. <laughs> I I would I would le- see like you would do great on the Great British Baking Show. You know that format. You know maybe not baking, but necessarily I guess. But like just kind of like you know you follow things and you do you have a plan. I'm gonna be great on chopped. Like give me the most random things. I can make just something throw work. Throw something together. I can make. Yeah, that that's me. I am the person. In fact, just this week, I was complaining to my wife that our kitchen scale does not get is not accurate enough. <laughs> I told her. I said I need to order a coffee scale. Yeah, because they go down to a tenth of a gram. Yeah, and. I want precision when I am measuring out spices. Yeah. So I, that, not, that's, not, that's me. Oh, that guy when it says uh, uh, two tablespoons of oil, I'm like, like squirt that in there. That looks, looks about, about right. right. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> there are some times where I, I take that sort of, I don't know what you want to call it, laissez-faire approach to cooking. Yeah. But typically, I like to follow. Yeah. I like to follow. the. One reason for me why baking is always so hard for me because I've I've tried doing it from time to time, and you know like like making a pizza crust you know for this new pizza oven I got and trying to 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 make these breads or something like that or you know anything that has some patisserie involved into it I struggle man because I don't have the attention span to to be that precise and then wait wait for something to rise and rest and ferment and all that kind of stuff baking has I've never been real big into baking. My dad loves to bake. Your mom's a big baker, mom's right? A baker, so yeah. I, we have parents that are both bakers. And dad's always he he's done lots of breads. He's always kept a sourdough starter going. Yeah. Um but baking definitely is one of those things as Alton Brown would say your patience will be rewarded yeah. with. Yeah. And I have zero. <laughs> you, you, I probably have a little more than you, but I've just yeah. never been big into the baking. Erica likes to bake. I go hot and fast. Like, give me a grill. Let me just, just rip. Seven hundred degrees. Let's yeah, get it. Let's, let's, let's you know, go. just char it. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. So, uh huh. So, yeah, I, I think this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. Yeah, uh, we're talking celebrity chefs today, or uh, food personalities. Sure, I think you could broaden that term too. Yep. I think we both have these uh, divided into two categories, and honestly, this could be two different episodes. It could be, uh, but we're not. That's not how we roll. We're going to go an hour and forty-five minutes just talking <laughs> about this. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> but we both have uh, divided into television personalities, and this new. This is what we said when we think said things are trending differently we're talking we're also talking youtube tiktok instagram that's online personalities because these and there's a lot of these you may not even know their names but you see their stuff you see their work you see their videos all the time as well so we're going to talk about both of them um you ready to hop in let's do it let's chop chop before we can figure out the best thing we have to talk about all the things it's time for The Thing About The Things. Okay, so now we have obviously all these personalities. Um, most of them, at least the TV personalities, have had multiple shows. We could honestly, we could add just cooking shows it, as an episode. Yeah, that may, be, that may be a way to bring this topic back at some point. 
But we're talking about the individuals themselves, these celebrity chefs uh, or food personalities. Do you want to start in TV or internet first? Let's start with TV. Let's just follow the progression okay. that I feel like this has taken okay. over we, the years. We can do that. Well, as always, by the way, if you're new to the, to the pod, we have this, uh, what we call the Taco Bell Bell right here. We just slap it. It makes that noise. We add one of these people, in this case, to our list. We each get four. This is a big list to whittle down to eight. Yeah. Just like with our last episode, when it came to doing sequels yeah. and trying to figure out what's there. Some, some, some people I, get left out. For me to pick four <laughs> is... This feels like one of the, the most difficult yeah. tasks that I have had on this podcast yeah. because this, is, this is one of the things that I'm passionate about. Yeah. So when you're passionate about something, <laughs> you, they all feel so... It, it, yeah. This is tough. And I will say this. I, I think we're both going to have to... I think our favorites may make this list, but we're also going to have to... Because we may, we may know different people. The, he may know people. I may know people that the other doesn't know very well. So we kind of have to, like most of these brackets... we. We may have to like adjust which four make it in based on if the other person even knows who they are. Um, so this is you. You are more passionate probably than I am. So I'm gonna let you go first. Okay. I want to talk about two. Then I think you'll know one of them. I don't think you'll know the other. But these are the two that I remember the most from when I was a kid watching TV. And like I said, in the early '90s. There just wasn't a lot on. So the first one that I most vividly remember is Justin Wilson. I don't you know, know Justin Wilson? I don't know Justin Wilson. He was this old man. Looks sort of like Colonel oh, Sanders. the Cajun chef. The Cajun chef. The Cajun cook. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I can remember watching this guy, and this is back when cooking shows were not super polished yeah. at all. Yeah. He was, he's got that sort of that Cajun uh, attitude about him. He was a lot of fun, but this was the first person that I remember as a four or five-year-old kid watching Cook was Justin Wilson. He had his famous phrase, uh, I guarantee. Yeah. Uh, and he would talk about onions. <laughs> onions. <laughs> And he sort of had that French Cajun yeah. thing going on. I remember watching him, watching him cook. It was a lot of fun. The other person was Julia Child. Julia Child, yeah. So, which uh, on a lot of lists, if you're looking at best celebrity chef, she's going to top it. Yes. She brought cooking into the American homes in a way that, that nobody else ever had. Mm -hmm. She was... I would say the first celebrity American chef for sure. Absolutely. There's some other people that were around the world doing other things that were well known, but Julia Child was the first in America. And I think she made cooking this thing that we did in a way that we had never done it before. It was almost, you know, cooking before that, that point, fancy or nice cooking was reserved for rest for nice restaurant which most people didn't go to yeah you know that was maybe a special occasion or for the wealthy and you're you're the stuff you're making at home is is really sustenance you know it's right it, it, there's delicious stuff in, in yes. there but this lets you opened up a whole world of possibilities well, yeah and it was at a time in the country in the in the 60s when 
everybody didn't have these. There was no foodie culture. Right, yeah. You couldn't just go into any small town and potentially run into one of these amazing restaurants. Yeah. They were few. People didn't even eat out a lot then. Yeah. So for her to bring the French cooking, I mean, because that was the height of fancy culinary things at the time, right. you know, French cooking. So she made it accessible mm-hmm. to the home cook. And then watching, I don't know, you ever watch much of her cooking shows? I, no, I, I've caught bits and pieces, especially when I was younger, like a grandparent's house or something like that. Again, at a time when things were not polished, they yeah. weren't doing cuts. Yeah. I mean, she would she would make flubs yeah. and she would just roll with it. Oh, yeah. But it showed there was some of that transparency that it was it was her being real. Yeah. And one of my favorite movies, this sounds, you know, a lot of people make fun of me, but I love Julie and Julia. Did you ever watch that no. uh, with Amy? Um, Polar? Nope. Adams? Adams. Okay. Amy Adams and Meryl Streep. Okay. I believe she played that's Julia. That's the person. I don't yeah. know if that's the right I believe person. she <laughs> played Julia Child. Okay. And Amy Adams played this person named Julie and Julie wanted to learn to cook. And so she goes and she, she reads Julia's cookbook and she's inspired by it. And so she wants to cook all the way through. This is back when blogging was just taking off. So she wants to blog her way through cooking through Julia's food and how it spanned these generations and influenced. So Julia child, I would say is absolutely hands down our first celebrity chef in, in the U.S. I agree with that. And I I, I, I want to hit the button. I, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm like, I think she deserves <sighs> the respect of it. She's just not somebody now that I watch a lot. Yeah. I go back to my childhood and I, I think, and I've obviously, I've cooked some of her recipes and I've found that to be fun. I, I try to, in fact, all of these people I'm sure that we'll talk about today are people that I will try to cook some of their food because I, I like what they do. I just don't know if I'm ready yet to hit that button yeah. to put her in that. She right. definitely deserves to be there. Yeah. As far as celebrity chefs go, absolutely. She's, she launched it. She did. You're absolutely right. And I'm tempted to, uh, the thing is, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to, I want to put her on there, even though she might get bumped off, but then I don't want to bump her off. You know, it feels wrong. <laughs> it feels wrong to bump her off. So I'm, I think it's just not. Okay. So what I would like to propose. An emeritus position. <laughs> that she gets an honorary position yeah. <laughs> as the first celebrity chef. Yeah. The founder. Because there are other people that I probably enjoy watching more but it would feel very wrong to me to put her on the list and then vote her out. But then I would also feel wrong to continue to vote her. Yeah. So I think that she just deserves this status Agreed. all unto herself Agreed. as she is the reason that we're going to talk about all the rest of these people today. I agree. Okay. Well, you talked about your first two. Let me talk about my first two. The first two I felt like I was introduced to. Uh, the first being... Uh, who is still legendarily famous right now. He, he's all over celebrity uh, stuff. Uh, Mr. Wolfgang Puck. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Austrian man himself who, you talk about French cookery, like he, he that is a staple of his, very fancy. He's got restaurants everywhere. Um, he was doing like Food Network shows 
back before it became drama filled and competition yes. stuff. You know? Yes. Yeah. Competition has really it, 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 it took was over gr- the market. It was great for a moment. And then yes. it's just really, they just milked it. Just like reality TV in general. Like, yeah. they just took it to the extreme. So Wolfgang Puck was your your classic. He was a, uh, a very calming but entertaining. Just the way his, his mannerisms, the way he talked. And his food looked delicious. I don't know that, especially, I mean, I haven't, I haven't watched his stuff in a long time. But at that point, it was entertaining. I'd never thought about trying to cook any of it but it was wildly entertaining and i saw something he is still doing like oscar parties today he's catering for all the big celebrity things today um his restaurants are in like vegas and new york and stuff like that so he's legendary the second person who i'm gonna i'm gonna take i'm sorry can i i need to redo the button push okay okay bam i'm taking emerald lagasse that 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 hurts. That, <laughs> I wanted I wanted Emerald, but I felt I had to start where I did. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm going the same path, but I'm gonna go ahead and take him. Emerald Lagasse. I'm gonna put him. It feels weird to put him at four, but that's where I'm gonna put him right now. Ooh. I see him creeping up though. Ooh. I'm gonna go three. Ooh. I'm going three. Emerald. I I would say that Food Network exists. Yes. Because of Emerald Lagasse. Absolutely agree. He was doing some cooking shows and he had a show if I remember right called Essence of Emerald. Yep. That then blossomed into what I think took Food Network into their heyday and it was a show called Emerald Live. Emerald Live, like man. Like late 90s. Yes. It, he had a huge studio audience. Yep. It was not just him and a camera, but he had a live band. Yep. It was awesome. Emerald was everywhere in the 90s, man. The Yes. He had his own toothpaste commercial. <laughs> he had his own yeah. sitcom for a brief moment. Yes. I mean, a, a chef. Yes. <laughs> there hasn't been a lot. You know, you don't hear from him a lot. I feel like I saw him not too long ago on something, yeah. but he, it's been a little more quiet in recent years. Yeah. But Emerald, and I think, as Food Network began to change yeah. their direction, they went away from people like Emerald and some of the ones that, and to me, they got away from what made them great when they, they went all in on the competition right, and yeah. the drama stuff. It was good for that moment. But I think what has driven us to the the social media stuff now is getting back to what Food Network used to do, where it was yeah. just about the cooking, about the cooking, not the competition yeah. stuff and not the drama. Yeah. So I think they made a mistake when they just sort of whole hog abandon Emerald. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't need to know about a chef's backstory to know how to cook that lasagna. I, I just need to know how to cook the lasagna. Uh, Emerald was fantastic. Uh, he, uh, of course, his massive catchphrase, bam. bam. And he would do it for everything. And start, you know, I think he, he eventually, you could tell producers started getting involved <laughs> in some of the things he was doing because it started getting overkill. And that's probably why he's leaving, le- leading a more quiet life now. He's like, okay, even I know it was overkill to a degree, but he was wildly entertaining. I could honestly, I couldn't tell you anything about his food and what he made, but it was an. It was like he was the Bob Ross of cooking to me. Yeah, um, the, the, obviously a little bit more amped up, turned up for sure. But just I could just sit there and watch him, and I don't care what he's cooking. You know, it's gonna be, it's gonna look delicious, it's gonna look good. 
he and had a lot of that Cajun influence into his cooking as well. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and I remember, you know, at that point when new episodes would come out, we would sit down and it was like watching a, a weekly television show for us was yeah. watching Emerald Live. Yeah. I mean, it was it yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, my brother, man, he he was way more into food stuff earlier than I was, um, and so he was uh, he just adored Emerald. Oh yeah, and uh, honestly, oh, yeah, my babe. brother helped get me into that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, I mean, just just that whole culture. And you're right, the whole live thing was that was groundbreaking for a yeah. chef to have a live show with yeah. a band and an yeah. audience that was going crazy and excited. And he's playing into the audience yes. and he's, he's amping it up. And I mean, he was doing salt based stuff before salt. Oh, Bay was ever. Yes. Was, this is great, man. Yes, so he was his shows. I believe you can still, if you have max, Oh, really? I think that all of the Emerald Live shows are on Max, unless they've taken them off in the last in the last year. But a year or so ago, we went back, and I was watching several of those. That's Just fun. reliving that moment. Because I remember as a kid, you know, being 10 years old, 11 years old, thinking, I wish I could go to New York. I would love to get yeah. tickets to go to the Emerald yeah. Live set, you know, and be a part of that show. Yeah. Emerald was fantastic. Oh, Ended up with his own cookware. Um, I'm moving Emerald to two. His own, <laughs> his essence it was it was fantastic. Yeah, the more we talk about him, the more I'm pumping him up. I still remember Doc was the name of the guy in the really? in the band. <laughs> All right, who else? Where, what else we're going? <sighs> Curious. Alton Brown. Yeah, okay, that's a good one. Where is he going? One or two, I'm sure. Let's go... Let's go number one, uh, two. Okay. I want to go number two. I could be talked into moving him into number one, and maybe he moves into number one. The thing that was that I love about Alton Brown is that just like Emerald was not your traditional cooking show, neither was Alton Brown. Absolutely. He made science and cooking fun. Yeah, Good Eats was, I go back and watch it every other year or so. Yes. It's just so entertaining. And when he brought back Good Eats Reloaded a few years ago, when he stopped, when he quit, Food Network, again, just wasn't the same. Yeah. Now, you saw Alton and a lot of other... He was usually hosting something. He's hosting Cutthroat Kitchen. He's hosting... Food Network Star. Food Network Star. All of those... Did he host... He hosted Iron Chef America? Iron Chef America. He, He is an amazing personality. Yeah. So he fits that host role well, so so well, and I enjoyed watching him do that. But I still loved Alton the cook. Mm-hmm. But it was not just your okay. Let's make this dish. He had all the puppets and all of the yeah. the props, <laughs> everything that went with it. It was burping. You know, he would. I remember watching how yeast would. You know, you have these little yeast things, puppets burping, yeah. and all this kind of stuff. It was like magic school bus for food. (laughs) It was just so entertaining, so educational. It was perfect. In the last few years, he's been out traveling, doing... Because I wanted to get tickets so bad. He was in Memphis. He did a live show in Memphis where there was science and there was cooking and all of the... He's he's packing out arenas. I remember during COVID, he did Quarantine Kitchen. Yes. And he he would just sit in, in there... He would do it in his home some, but then he would move to like their studio that he had for for Good Eats at the time that got shut down because of COVID. And he'd go in that kitchen and just cook whatever was in the fridge. Yeah. That was wildly entertaining. Um, and I remember him saying 
once he left Food Network, he he attributed it to the change in the reality shows and the competition stuff. He's like, that's not that's not what we're here to do. And I remember that kind of he he almost like stuck it to Food Network a little bit on his way out the door because I, he was right. He yeah. was right to do it. Yeah. And I don't know if he's I, come back or anything like that since then. And again, like, I don't watch uh, yeah, network. I don't, watch uh, I don't ever turn over there, so I don't know if he's on anything anymore know. or not. I I thought this was a travesty. Mashed has an article where they rank the twenty six most influential sh- celebrity chefs of all time. They don't even have him in their twenty six. I, I was looking at a few lists too, and they don't have. He's nowhere to be found in these. Top, Alton top Brown lists. is absolutely one hundred percent one of the most influential cooks. Yeah. And then, aside from being the cook, you had him as I mean things like Cutthroat Kitchen. You respected Alton Brown's opinion of things. Yes. And even those who were competing on like Food Network Star, you didn't want to disappoint Alton. No. No. I mean, you you see you see him cook and he had some other shows too that Mm -hmm. that, you know, you got to see him actually cook things and 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 his process of, of of doing that. But you really respected the processes. Because he was so knowledgeable about the science behind it, the reasons why this works the way it does. And he was like a champion of, if you understand the why, it'll make your your product better. That, that yeah, that's exactly right. I reading a book recently on parenting. You know, strangely enough, I'm not sure <laughs> I'd be reading one of those. But uh, it was talking about so many parents try to figure out the hows like, how do I keep my child from screaming or throwing food or misbehaving? How do I do all those things? And so they try to figure out, okay, maybe I can spank them. And I put them in a timeout. You, you have all the, the, the hows, but what's your why? Because you're, if, you, if you don't address the why of your parenting, then it doesn't really matter what the how is. Yeah. It's the same way in the cooking. Yeah, We were just doing that. But why did we do that? Yeah. Why, why are we doing Alton answered the whys of cooking. Uncle Alton coming in strong. Oh, he's teaching us all. Fantastic. Um, he he would be on my list of celebrities to meet. Yeah. Alton Brown oh, would yeah. be probably in my top 10 celebrities to meet yeah. for sure. I'd love to meet him. He'd be great. Well, going down memory lane and just kind of getting closer to present, um, you got to talk about Bobby Flay. Oh, take another one of mine. Uh, it, it was all of these could be on my list. Yeah, easily. Um, Bobby Flay. My brother was a huge Bobby Flay fan, and actually got an autographed book from Bobby Flay. And um, Bobby is he 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 was kind of a similar trajectory of Alton Brown with the Food Network crew. You know, yes. so he was hosting a lot and then being part of these competitions. So yeah, he stuck with it. <laughs> he kind of um, I don't want to say he sold out, but like he. He 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 didn't he didn't like to ruffle feathers, you know. He he also wasn't nearly as creative and innovative. He was pretty much, you know, the company man. He, yes. Uh, he and he's much more dedicated to the to the food aspect. Right. I mean, he is one of your iron chefs. Yes. You know. Yeah. You respect Bobby Flay's cooking. It's why there's a show called Beat Bobby Flay. Right, exactly. You know. Now he does have some entertainment value and he oh, gets he, does. It. I mean, he was in an episode of Entourage, I think, at one yeah. point. So he he absolutely appreciates that that side of things. And he's this weird mix of feeling like this New York Yankee yeah. while also embracing southwestern food. Yeah. And it's just this this combination that you feel like there's two different extremes here. Yeah. But 
Have you ever been to, I've always wanted to go eat at one of Bobby's restaurants. Have you ever been to one of Bobby's restaurants? No, my parents have. I've always wanted to eat at one of Bobby's yeah. restaurants. Uh, you going to take him? It's, <laughs> I want to, <laughs> he deserves to be in the top eight. <clears throat> I'm letting it ride for now. Yeah. Same here. And maybe hit that button in a minute. Who else you got? We, you can't talk celebrity chef without talking about Gordon Ramsay. That's right. And I'm taking it. <laughs> I don't know where I want to put him yet, though. I'm going to put him at three for now. That low? I, I, well, it's one or three. You don't think he deserves to be number one? I'm not going to let you take Gordon Ramsay if you're not going to consider <laughs> number you. one. I'll put him one. I'll put him one. Uh, he absolutely, he is everywhere and he has been for like the last 15, 20, yeah, 20, 15 years? 20 years. He's, he has ruled and he's, he, he is one of the rare crossover on this list. Cause he's big on TikTok and YouTube and stuff too. He has absolutely embraced the internet more he than has. probably any of these other people. And this is a guy, once again, you have cook, you have somebody who hosts hosts. Um, I don't see him compete much. I don't no. think he would be a good competitor. <laughs> no, there's probably a reason why that's never, or maybe he just says, no, I'm not going to, I don't, I don't think he wants to lose. That's, that's exactly right. I mean, I don't know that he would. In a yeah, lot I don't these. know that he would either, but I can't imagine that he would be a good loser. <laughs> I don't picture him on Iron Chef. <laughs> no. Do you picture him on one uh-uh. of those shows? Not at all. Uh, um, He's fantastic. You have Hell's Kitchen, Kitchen Nightmares, uh, Hotel Hell, uh, Master Chef. Um, what's the Hell's one? Kitchen? Yeah, Hell's Kitchen. What's the one? He was he did something like wilderness thing too. Yeah, uh, out of the blue, which was weirdly entertaining. He's done all sorts of stuff. All sorts of stuff. Uh, and then you switch over, and he does uh, these these like masterclass type videos yes. like for YouTube. He uh, he's he's big on on tiktok and instagram reviewing other people's video it's he's usually critiquing their dumb videos yes you know he calls people a donut a donut, <laughs> donut. where did <laughs> that donut <laughs> I love uh, it. but foul mouth <laughs> this is probably That's, the he's the most r-rated i don't know how the rest of they, they may have their own language maybe. off of camera but he doesn't <laughs> he gets bleeped more than any chef that exists. And you know what I wonder, you know, you talk about the other chefs and how they probably talk that way off camera. <laughs> I wonder if he talks that way off camera. If like, it's a shtick for camera. I think I'm sure he says those things, but I don't think he says them nearly as much as he probably does on camera. Is 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 he and this is something I don't know. I've never read. Is he the guy that you see from Hell's Kitchen? See, I don't. I is don't know. that the kind of chef that he is? If you have to work for him, you know, he's got like four kids or five, something yeah. like that. He's got a lot of kids, um, and you see them pop in his like training videos, and he's like the sweetest dad. Yeah. You saw these videos of him with his family; he's like the sweetest guy. And you're like, there's just two different people here. <laughs> like, I have got to be a stick. Some of that. At yeah. least to some degree, yeah. is just for the camera. And you wonder, like, okay, did it happen during? Because it was Kitchen Nightmares that originally premiered, right? That was the first one in England, maybe. Yes. And so you wonder if, like, he got really mad one time, 
in, just randomly in an episode, and the producer's like, that, that, that. that we, we need, need more that. of that. We need more, we need more yelling. <laughs> we need more of you sticking slices of bread, and what are you? I'm an idiot sandwich. <laughs> Throwing scallops across the room, yes. you know, just that no, kind of stuff. Man, I love kitchen nightmares. Yeah, it was great. And Hell's Kitchen was great, too. Me and Lauren were addicted to it for a couple of seasons. Yes. It eventually got where the drama yeah. overtook the rest of it, it. Well, it went away from like him and it went toward those single shots of the people talking. Yes. Like, I don't want to hear about your drama. I want to, I want to see what's going on in the kitchen. So that's when I, I migrated to master chef. Yeah. And master chef junior or master chef kid, whatever they yeah. called it. That was another great series. Yeah. And those eventually, though, do the same thing. And they, they went the same direction. They, it's like they there's a certain number that they hit on the ratings that when it happens here, then you take it over into the to the backstories and dramas. And now it's been a few years. I haven't watched any of those. Yeah. I don't even know if they're still doing those shows or either. not. Um, but he's another guy. I want to go eat his restaurant. And there's one dish above all else of Gordon Ramsay's that I want to try. Yeah. You know what it is? Fried chicken tenders. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> With the ketchup on the side, that tomato puree. Yeah. No, it's got it's the beef welly, the right? Beef Wellington, yeah. Yeah. That or the scallop risotto. Oh, yeah. I would love to have that too. Yeah. Yeah. The, mm. the beef Wellington, man. It's it's in everything he's ever done. That beef Wellington's going to make an appearance somehow. Has to. So so much so, I thought he invented it. it <laughs> I was like, he just invented this, didn't he? I've, I forgot to mention that Alton Brown. So I have my favorite thing of his that I make is his eggnog. I love Alton Brown's eggnog. Yeah. Gordon Ramsay. I absolutely love making his scrambled eggs. I don't know if you've ever made his version of scrambled yeah. eggs They're They take a little while. Yeah. But if you don't like a softer scrambled egg, you probably won't like Alton's version of scrambled eggs. They're very soft and silky and luxurious. Right. They're phenomenal. So I was typing a last minute person in. Uh, yeah. Fantastic. Um, okay. Let's go. Um, man, there's so many. This is not going to make my list at least. Sure. Paula Dean. That was when you're talking about the trajectory of, of TV food. Paula Dean. You you you, you got to mention her at least butter butter just butter everything <laughs> the diabetes I love I love, <laughs> yeah. I love the gif of her riding a stick of butter <laughs> it's hilarious that's a great one yeah I mean that's that was her thing like southern cooking and honestly yes there's a lot of food that is way better with a whole lot of butter but she also I think just like really exaggerated some of these <laughs> probably things. so gave the south sometimes a really bad reputation so some. so much so that um, after she kind of fell into bad graces yeah, and there, there got knocked out of the controversy yeah after she was knocked out of the spotlight the two boys Jamie and Bobby they kind of continued the empire on yeah and Bobby went into this whole healthy venture. It was like he was trying to do the opposite of his mom. And I enjoyed watching some of his cooking shows because he would try to take some of her classic dishes or some of these other heavy dishes and lighten them up. So he was like the anti-butter person, you know. <laughs> it was just, it was funny. But I enjoyed watching Bobby and Jamie both cook. Uh, Paula, I have a few recipes. In fact, during the holiday season, I made her deviled ham. And I use... 
I say Alton's eggnog. It's actually, I use a hybrid of Alton's eggnog and Paula Deen's eggnog oh, yeah. to make my eggnog. So it's Alton's eggnog with a stick of butter. <laughs> you got it. That's, that's, the, that's the recipe. That's the secret to the eggnog is a stick of butter. And end. some racial slurs in there as well. Just, just, to, just to even it out. Um uh, who else we have? And it also cracked me up because there was a Paula Deen line of cookware and she literally had a butter melting pot. You know, it's just this little tiny skillet, <laughs> but it was labeled as a butter melting pot. Like That's no other, no other cooks are no. out here selling cookware with a butter melting pot except Paula. Her skillet has this little hole just to insert the butter. <laughs> butter. <laughs> just everything, everything has a butter spot for it. Uh, who else we got? Again, I would like to put her on my list. I just, I can't, yeah. but that would be Rachel Ray. <clears throat> okay. The 30-minute meal, yeah. I think, was sort of revolutionary in cooking because we always saw cooking as, okay, it's this long, extended process. So I'm going to have to spend a few hours of cooking. And so she comes into Food Network with this 30-minute meal idea yeah. that she showed you could, okay, you don't have to do everything from scratch. She took a few store-bought ingredients and some things like that, and she was still making homemade meals in 30 minutes or less. She she classified herself as a as a cook, not a chef. Exactly. She's like, yeah. I'm not a chef. I'm, I'm a home cook. She's a cook. Yeah. And I think her personality is what a lot of people like. Because yeah. she didn't have that, okay, I'm a French right. classically trained chef. She's a mom. Yeah. I'm just a regular woman that I've got to get dinner on the table in 30 minutes. Right. Yeah. Can I do that? And in our early years of marriage... We had a couple of her 30-minute cookbooks, did a lot of her recipes. And if you're if you're not super comfortable in the kitchen, I think she's an easy entry point into cooking because yeah. her meals are so accessible and easy. She's not, you know, one of these guys, when we get to talking about YouTube, one of my favorite guys to watch on YouTube, he'll give you a list of ingredients that you've never heard of and right. you don't know how to go find all of these things. <laughs> yeah. Rachel Ray's like the antithesis of that. Right. She's completely the opposite. This is going to be easy stuff to make. Yeah. So I really like Rachel Ray. Yeah, you, you appreciate it. And she's gone on from food to to she, a lot uh, of other stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, Oprah signed her to do the talk show yes. that she's doing. Uh, she she did a pet food line. Like yes. She was cooking Yeah, Rachel pet Ray food. pet food. I mean, it's, Absolutely. Just, it's just wild. And she, she became uh, probably more known outside of food or not outside of food, but beyond a food Just a cooking audience. show. Yeah. Yes. Uh, As a... If this was just strictly celebrity chefs, she's probably top eight. Yeah. Celebrity cooks. Yeah. Agreed. She's probably top eight. Yeah. Um, and her line of cookware, the year that we got married, 2010, I bought Erica a set of Rachel Ray stainless steel cookware. And we're still using it here. Actually, I think I bought it for the year before we got married, probably 2009. We're still using it in 2023. We had some people over recently that they saw our cookware and they're like, wow, that's really nice looking cookware. It's very clean. How long have you had that? I was like, uh, 2009. They're like, whoa. <laughs> uh, it's, it's been very good quality. So yeah. I love the Rachel Ray cookware. We've used the mess out of it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to mention two here. I don't think they'll make either of our lists, but I would be remiss if I didn't mention them because they are, again, back that food culture or food network 90s crew, maybe early 2000s. Uh, <clears throat> one Mr. Jamie Oliver, known as the Naked Chef. The Naked Chef. Chef. Uh, was was not nude. It was, it was not that kind of cooking show. <laughs> it was more like uh, stripped down, like just simple, basic. Yeah, basic you know, cooking. Uh, similar to Rachel Ray in that way. Uh, yeah. Not necessarily 30 minutes, but like. Maybe a fancier dish, stripped down, 
make it more approachable. Yeah, you can make this at home. Mm-hmm. You can you can make it simple. Uh, and Mario Batali. Okay. Yep. Hugely iconic as far as a personality goes. Oh yeah. Big Italian food, red hair. Did he wear the kilt? He, I think he did. Something uh, like I, that. I have, I have images of that. Yeah, yeah he was. Uh, let's see. I think he in, ended up in some legal trouble did in he? the last couple of years really? um, during the Me Too movement. I mm. think he, he. Uh, I don't remember what it was. It's but that kilt. You got to wear pants, man. You got to wear pants. <laughs> Sorry, man. In, but I do remember watching Mario Batali. Uh, a lot. Yeah. At that time. Volley to you, sir. You want to hit it, don't you? I think I know who you're going for. Let's see if I'm right. Guy Fieri. Oh, that's not who I thought you were going to go for. Where you want him? What do I have? You've got. Have I got number four open? You've got three and four open. Let me put. You've Guy. only taken Alton at number two. Let me have Guy at number four. Okay. With the possibility that he gets bumped. Guy Fieri, and this is the way that you know if somebody really knows what they're talking about or not, if they're a foodie or not. Those who refer to him as Guy Fieri. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've obviously it, never really seen it, if, his. If stuff. you call him Guy Fieri, then I don't take your opinion seriously. No. Well, I mean, I don't care. I honestly don't care. Fieri is a uh, second-generation food star. Right? Because he won Food Network Star when Bobby Flay was a judge on it. Yes. So he, yeah, he went on, competed, and he became, I think he was absolutely the biggest star that they found through that series. Absolutely. He's become the new, became, I don't know if he still is, the the face of Food Network. Yeah, I would say that he's, he's up there. When you think of Food Network, guy comes to mind. Yeah. And more so... Then his cooking is just his personality yeah. and his show Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Right. Which Lauren cannot stand for some reason. Really? She, oh. Every time it's on, she's like, okay, we got to change it. I, I don't know why. I love I like Triple it, D. Yeah. And I've probably, anytime we're traveling, I always check the site to see, yeah. is, there a, is there a Triple D location yeah. that he's been to? And there, I will say, Guy makes eating food look so much fun yeah like the way that he'll just grab a burger he does the burger hunch yeah <laughs> he makes me want to eat the food that he's trying agreed and i know this because there's been i would say 50 percent of the 20 places that i've been from triple d places I've thought we're not very good. <laughs> I think he goes, and I don't think we get a completely honest opinion from well, him let's, on some of those. Let's be honest. As two guys who do a podcast about random things, and you would think we would run out of things eventually, there are some things that we've talked about that we're like, this is not going to be our greatest. <laughs> this is not going to be our greatest effort. This topic is not that great. <laughs> right. You, you just do. You run into those things, but he sells it well. <laughs> no he does he makes it look like it's the greatest thing he's ever eaten in his life so he has he has cost me money (laughs) that i wish i could get a refund on i wish guy uh you know could write me a check and say hey i apologize for sending you to this place to try that food you want to call any of them out Uh, yeah i do i want to call one of them out uh it's a place called the post in denver okay 
he talked about how great the fried chicken was there. The Denver Post. Isn't that a newspaper? Did you go to a newspaper <laughs> place to eat chicken? <laughs> uh, it was possibly the worst fried chicken I've ever had. Really? Call them out. We're going to post this on TikTok and just tag the Denver Post. Hang on. Let me let, let me get this here. Yeah. The Post Chicken and Beer. They get a 4.4 rating, thousands of reviews. The stuff always looks good. Don't you hate that? Good food photography. I mean, tell me that that does not look good. It was fantastic. It was some of the worst fried chicken that I've had. And maybe worse than the fried chicken was the fried chicken chicharrones. The fried chicken skins. I'm pretty sure he tried those in his video and talked about how great they were. They tasted like a barnyard. They were terrible. I was about to say you're getting fried chicken from Colorado. Like, you know, it's, you're used to southern fried chicken. You go to Colorado. But the chicharrones, they should be able to, to that, do pretty well over should. there. And then I'll say a second semi-letdown was a fried chicken place in Bozeman, Montana that he had recommended. Maybe he just doesn't know how to take. He may not chicken. be. I, that's what I've begun to wonder is does guy really know fried chicken? Where's he from? I want to say he's California. From, okay. He doesn't know fried chicken then. I'm pretty sure he's, <laughs> that's just he's he doesn't know fried chicken. Yeah. I'm afraid not the Mexican stuff that I've tried. He's been spot on. Yeah. Pizza that I've tried. Fantastic. Yeah. Even the barbecue joints I've tried that he's been to good. The fried chicken. He's missed, the mark. he's missed on two of the ones that so I've So if you tried. ever go to his Flavor Town restaurant, just don't get the fried chicken. And listen, I have not been to one of his restaurants. I know he has one in Branson. Oh, does he? And I have talked to a few friends that have told me how disappointed they were See, by the food there. There's a lot of those places. Most most of the time if there's if it's that kind of a, like Margaritaville. Yeah. Was a huge letdown for us. Like any of those types tend to be a what I have been told is that it feels more like a Chili's menu that he slapped his name on. Ah, uh, yeah. That it, it just doesn't, They nobody has been impressed that I've talked to. Now, I have not tried it for myself, and I, at some point I will, because I want right. to know, yeah. is it really this bad? It's or at is least it, worth going to. Yeah. Now, I have heard, on the other hand, from some friends, that they've been to a couple of those places like Vegas. I can see where Vegas would be great. It was much better. That's probably like a flagship. That's yeah. Those big cities, you, you're going to have celebrities. You're not going to have many celebrities rolling through Branson. <laughs> the the bald knobbers. <laughs> um, okay, <clears throat> I'm going to keep the Food Network train going. Before I, this is my last Food Network person. Before I start derailing into other things, um, this is who I thought you were going to go with. One, Mister Robert Irvine. Oh, a, a, a friend of mine, a friend of yours. Yeah, he we have tweeted back and forth oh, really? several times over the years. OK, uh, so I feel like as far as celebrity chefs go, he's as close to being a friend of mine as I can call one. <laughs> um, well, you need to tweet him this episode then. I should. Or X him I, this episode. I don't I don't know if he's still active on there. It's been several years because this was back <laughs> in the big restaurant impossible yeah. days. And what was the other one? Um, he did restaurant impossible. Hotel impossible. He did hotel impossible. But then there was, was it Food Impossible? I'm not sure. The first show that launched where he was given this task of he had to cook for a huge gathering of people. Oh, I don't know that one. That led before Restaurant Impossible okay. did. 
me and Lauren were huge Restaurant Impossible fans. I loved it. It was a great show. It was, <clears throat> it, it was a, a cleaner, nicer version of Kitchen Nightmares. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it <clears throat> it had good drama in it, like you know, because you, yes. you got to learn these backstories about why these restaurants became the way they did and what he was going to do to fix them. Uh, he was he was a fantastic TV personality. I don't know how. I mean, I know he's done some restaurants, and he's a restaurateur. Apparently, he's got several restaurants under different names. Yes, he's helped. He's invested in a lot of stuff, but um, and he he stopped Restaurant Impossible. I think he brought it back a few years ago, and it may still be going. I can okay. I can imagine post COVID, he's probably got a laundry list Ooh. of restaurants he can help out. Okay, this says from twenty six to twenty ten, and then twenty twenty one to present, he okay. hosted Dinner Impossible. That was the first show, and apparently, it sounds like it's. Wow. Back on March 11th, 2021, Dinner Impossible returned to Food Network after an 11-year hiatus with four new episodes. He also did Worst Cooks in America. I do remember, yeah. Him with, and... Uh, Anne Burrell. Anne Burrell, that's right. And then he did Restaurant Impossible, which it, I guess it's... Uh, I remember we watched, we watched uh, what was it called? Worst, Worst Chefs and... Lauren's favorite thing to say, she will still say this to this day, that Amber Ells kept saying over and over. Dry. Dry. Chicken is dry. <laughs> Every time Lauren eats something that's dry, it's like, dry. dry. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, like there's multiple syllables in this word. <laughs> yeah. uh, in 2021, Discovery Plus announced a new series starring Robert Irvine called The Globe. It was Robert's universal appeal paired with exceptional chefs who transform ingredients, some they've never worked with before, into incredible dishes. Uh, I don't know if that's still going or not, but it launched in 2022. Interesting. He has a, he has, I believe a restaurant maybe in Hilton head, South Carolina. That sounds right. That I wanted to go eat at, <clears throat> but yeah, Robert Irvine, uh, he's also big into fitness. He married a WWE yes. wrestler, That's Gail right. Kim. That's right. Um, Dude is just freaking jacked. He is. Like, he looks like he could be a as, linebacker. As scared of Gordon Ramsay as I would be to, to I really would not want to make yeah. Robert Irvine. I, I could probably take Gordon. You bet. <laughs> I'm getting squashed. Robert, Robert Irvine <laughs> would just throw down. And every episode of Restaurant Impossible has at least one shot of him with a sledgehammer. A sledgehammer. Just beating something it, or it was destroying like, something. It was half Food Network, half HGTV, <laughs> where they're, yeah, they're exactly. demoing and remodeling. And that's why it was perfect. It was a great show yeah. because it was the best of both worlds. Uh-huh. Um, Who else you got? Okay, I've only me, got two-ish left for TV. So whoever else you got, let me get back to my Martha Stewart. Didn't even think about her. Yeah. Absolute legend. <laughs> legend. I don't think of her as food anymore though, but that's really, she's, that's where she got her start. Really. Yeah. And launched the rest of this Martha Stewart empire. I mean, she had the yeah. talk show. She had the home goods. I mean, Mar the magazine, Martha you talk Stewart. about jumping the shark with Snoop. Like, <laughs> like she just went completely off, off script. Yes. <laughs> It's so wild. again, if we were just strictly celebrity, yeah, she's she's up there with Rachel Ray. Yeah, I mean, she had this because there's nothing about Martha Stewart that I really connect with. I mean, she she felt like this hoity-toity, right? Yeah, you know, unapproachable. Oh, yeah, and, and, and in the in the nineties and two, early two thousands, like that was the stick for her. Like yes, like oh, it looks like a Martha Stewart home. It, like uh, yes. what are you trying to be, Martha Stewart? Like it was an unobtainable level yeah. of perfection. Now I have cooked my favorite 
cornbread is Martha Stewart's jalapeno cheddar cornbread. Absolute phenomenal recipe. We've made several of her recipes, um, but her cornbread, I send that to people all the time. And they're like, you know anything? You, you got a good cornbread recipe. I'm like, I've got you covered. <laughs> you need to use Martha Stewart's. Interesting. So I'm a big, big. I like, I like Martha. Um, <clears throat> what about Anthony Bourdain? You know, I was never the biggest fan of, of Anthony Bourdain's show. Really? I know so many people that liked it. I just never connected with it. I liked because it was a global foods that you wouldn't know. I mean, he, he's, I never really, at least the, the stuff I saw him in, I never saw him cooking much. I know he was a chef, but it was more, it was kind of like a diners, dive-ins, and dive situation, but globally. And he was way more raw and authentic. He was kind of a tell it as it is. Yeah. Kind of like a Gordon Ramsay where I'm just going to tell you exactly what I think. Yes. Um, but, Whereas Guy might try foods and lead me to, to something that wasn't very good, Bourdain was probably a little more honest. Yeah, yeah, way more honest. And he was absolutely going to lead you to foods that you probably don't want to try. <laughs> yes. But occasionally, you know, he would he would find hidden gems. He would find, he would go into the depths of Nepal and say, you know, what's the best thing here? What do you love to eat? So I always respected that. It was, that kind of show was around before something like Chef's Table on Netflix now yes. or, or something like that, where you're trying to, to get into cultural things, and I always appreciated that. In that same vein, the one that I really liked was Andrew Zimmern. Yes. I liked Bizarre Foods. Yeah. I was trying to think of who that was, and that's absolutely right. He do does, like and he does a lot of cooking himself. In fact, I think he's got a, a show or a couple of shows on the Magnolia network uh, yeah. chip and joanna Gaines's deal he's got a couple of shows on there one where he goes into homes with people mm-hmm. and i think he kind of got a start he was he was on the travel channel it wasn't he wasn't food network right, or, yeah he was the travel channel yeah you know this isn't where he had the show called delicious destinations mm-hmm. it was u.s based show absolutely phenomenal show i loved it and i've tried some of the places from there he has not steered me wrong but then Bizarre Foods is Bizarre really Foods the one that he's probably most known yeah. for because he was traveling the world, going to all these different the places. Weirdest, strangest foods you can think of. Disgusting <laughs> stuff. Like I wouldn't, you could not pay me to eat this. <laughs> yeah. But his catchphrase for the show was, "If it looks good, eat it." Yeah. So much of it did not did look not, good. Did not look good at no. all. My catchphrase has always been, "I'll try anything once." That that's that's been my standard when it comes to food. I may not like it afterwards. I may never touch it again. But I'm going to try it at least once. I remember different episodes. You know where he's cutting into these trees, digging out worms. Uh, It just, I I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could do it. I think I I think I could. I mean, this is coming from a guy though, who said bull testicles four different times. So, you know, (laughs) have you ever had something like, have you ever had cricket crickets? Nope. I don't think I have. They're not good. I don't, I don't think I have. There's, there's only been a couple of times watching, Andrew Zimmern's show where I felt like he tried something that he didn't like. Yeah. Uh, there was some fish. He was very open to anything. Oh, yeah. Um, but then he has a show now where he goes into homes and sort of like grandma's got this family recipe. And so he goes into homes and he learns about the recipes and sits down and he cooks with them and all that. You know, and it, he, he's good Wholesome. at telling stories. Yeah. Uh, and he has, a, he has a very nice personality like that. Uh, so he would be... I'm torn between him and Guy. How many spots do I have left? You two? Have, we both have two. While I, you're, I'm, I'm going to leave things the way they are. While you're contemplating, I've got <clears throat> really quickly, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on him, but David Chang, 
is a guy. I don't know if you know who he is. Um, that's him right there. He uh, he has been popping up a lot on like streaming services, doing these really cool food videos. He he is known for like his Korean food, and um, <clears throat> he's he's a really fun watch. If you ever come across this stuff, he did one series about the best pizza ever, and he's done like a, a show called Future Foods and stuff like that. Very entertaining. Uh, but who I want to I want to mention for my last, and I'm tempted to put him on my list. We're gonna. It's kind of like Bobby Flay for you. I'm gonna kind of hold out and wait and see. You can't talk about TV personalities when it comes to cooking without mentioning a Mr. Paul Hollywood, Prue, and Mary Berry with the Great British Baking Show. I've never seen it. Have you never seen I've it? I've never watched Great British Baking Show, uh, Bake Off, or whatever it's called. Yeah, it's I've both. Had, I've had multiple people tell me, I'm you've got to watch it. you've never seen it. I, I haven't. I forgot about it. Oh, my goodness. You would freaking love it. It's on. You and Erica would absolutely love it. Yeah, we, we probably need to watch that. It, where where can we find it? I know it was on Netflix. I don't know where else it might be. I know they they do some like Great Ameri- or the Great American baking show for holiday stuff is on Hulu because we just watched that over the holidays. Um, but yeah, absolutely. You would find it. The Great British Baking Show, which over there it's called the Bake Off. Here it's called the Baking Show. Um, it is it is your it's a competition show, so somebody leaves every week. But unlike the Americanized version cooking shows, the drama's not there. Okay. You don't see any of that drama. They actually help each other out. They are they are they are sequestered or for like ten weekends. Weekends only because they go back home to their normal lives during the week. There is no cash prize. They're not competing for money. This is just Purely for the title. They get a cake tray. <laughs> like That's engraved. Okay. That's it. Like, it's a title. It's a prestigious thing. It's 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 wholesome. Out of all the competition cooking shows, it is the most wholesome. It's it's instead of ramped up and exciting and d- drama, it is chill. It's very calming. It's relaxing. Now, Paul Hollywood is your Simon uh, whatever from Simon American Cowell. Idol. Yeah, he, he is that kind. Of, so he's very, he's very tough. He's, you got to impress him a lot. And you know you're a good baker when he gives you the handshake. So he he that that's the big thing. If you get a handshake from Paul Hollywood, you have made it. Like, it is the highlight of your day. It appears that it's on Netflix, which I don't have anymore. Yeah. Uh, I may need to get Netflix again for a month to be able to watch this. There's like eight or nine seasons of it. Um, I think that... Probably one of the reasons why I must not have ever started it is because I've just I was never big into the baking competitions. Yeah. With, you know, Duff Goldman, there was Ace of Cakes and Cupcake Wars. Cupcake Yeah. So baking just it wasn't the big draw for me. So right. maybe is it is it only just baking desserts so, and stuff? No. So that that's that's a big part of it. It's also breads. It's also uh, of course they're British, so they're putting like meat pies. Right. They're doing so it's it's not just now they do um, they'll start out there's three different rounds every week the first week is hey make this item you know so make cupcakes it's not cupcakes there this is intricate stuff so it's not like just make a cupcake it's like make a uh, what's the little tower the profiterole or the the croquembouche the croquembouche they're they're doing those kinds of okay. things um, so make that however you want to make it but just make it. And then the, the second round is one of those judges picks a dish that they need you to bake, and they've given you the instructions, but they've left some things out. 
So you've got to, it's, it's a technical challenge. So you've got to get it as close to the actual thing as you possibly can. And then the third one, showstopper, biggest, you know, that's like the, these crazy looking things. It's great. So it, it goes beyond just like a, a typical baking show, but it is, it's very calming. It's very entertaining. I will have to uh, definitely put that on my list to, to go look. I, I've, I've had so many people recommend it. Yeah. I'm surprised you've never seen it. That's shocking to me. Okay. We've spent an hour talking about TV. You have, did you have any others? No. None, none that I would put into my, my top list, I don't think. Um, Jada. I've always been a big say, fan of Jada. We didn't mention we we talked about Alton and Bobby, and we never talked about Jada. She is like the the third part of that trio. Yeah, she is a Jada de la Renta. She's a big seen. face of Food Network. Yeah, uh, for sure. Everyday Italian, I think, was the name of the show that she. I never started. cared for her much. Really, she's kind of annoying in a lot of ways. I mean, she's, I, she's I, good looking, but I, like, yeah, she was kind yeah. of annoying. <laughs> I. Feel like a lot of people felt that she was a bit pretentious. Yes, but again, she, she, I would see her being a Karen for sure <laughs> at a restaurant <laughs> or at the supermarket. Like I could see her being just uh, like, "I'm sorry, you put the wrong thing on the wrong thing." <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to disagree with that. Uh, the others that I wanted to mention, there was a show that we really liked for a while called The Kitchen, and it had Jeffrey Zakarian. And I always liked Jeffrey Zakarian. He was the host of Chopped? No. No, no. He was a food judge on there. Okay. He's also an iron chef. That's right. Um, and then Jeff, I, I've just gone blank, the Sandwich King, Jeff Morrow. Oh, he won, he food won Food Network, food Network Star. Star. I feel like he was probably the second biggest hit yeah. that they found he, through he that. Maybe third generation, right? Yes. Because <laughs> uh, he was sort of a, a protege of Guy yeah. himself. Um, but he was the sandwich king, and he always made these sandwiches. Jeff's a very likable person. Uh, he's from Chicago. Chicago. He's got a couple restaurants. I'd love to go try some of his food. Um, but, yeah, the uh, Jeezy and Jeff Morrow would be two of my other favorites from the Food Network yeah. line. And that probably wraps it up for me from television. Okay. Well, let's move into... Uh, do. I think we'll be fairly quick on, yeah. on the internet. Um, who's who's your first go-to on, on, on internet side of things? Give me number one. Number one. Yeah, a guy by the name of Brian Lagerstrom. I knew that was coming at some point. And he's he may be a name that a lot of people don't know. Yeah, you know, especially with the internet stuff, we're probably going to mention people. You may not know. We, we may mention people each other we don't know. Um, so... If you're into foodie stuff, go look these people up yes. for sure. So Brian has the hit. He is a baker. He's worked in professional kitchens. He's been a chef. And now he's quit all that. And he's he's full-time YouTube cook now. Yeah. And I put him number one because I have found him in the last two years to be the most compelling cook that I watch. I have we have made probably 20 plus dishes that he's put out. And there's only one of the, of the recipes of Brian's that we have tried that I would say I didn't feel like really hit everything else. of Brian Lagerstrom's that I have made has been some of the best food that we've ever eaten. And he can take in sort of the way 
some of these others that we talked about, like Jamie Oliver, that could take maybe a high-end dish and make it approachable for the everyday cook. Brian Lagerstrom does that. He does that very well. He's not going to use crazy ingredients. And if he does, he'll let you know about a substitute. Yeah, that you can here's use. what you can do a swap with. Yeah. But he makes it very simple to cook. And his food is just outstanding yeah. that, that we've made. So check out Brian Lagerstrom. He is the, the person, if I called Robert Irvine a friend, I would say that he is friend adjacent because he has responded to a few of my YouTube comments that I have left for him. Uh, But from the St. Louis area, uh, and he's done some collabs with other sort of YouTube celebrity chefs. Uh, I think he's becoming more well-known. I saw him on something else recently, but I think he's picking up some steam. But as far as just somebody that I am going to use their recipes and I'm going to follow what they say, I trust Brian Lagerstrom. Make that a t-shirt. I trust Brian. I trust, I trust (laughs) B-Man. B-Dog. I do like, he also has, hey, Bri. Like, he's got these little nicknames for things. Yeah. Yeah, A squeezer. Yeah. Squiggle, you know. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Is, uh, is, his, and his wife's, well, his wife's name is Lorne. Lorne. I always think Lorne. Lorne is what you think. Yeah. But, and, and you've tried yeah a lot of his food oh, man. and a lot the, of stuff that we've cooked has been his most and recently the uh caesar uh deviled, deviled eggs. eggs man just, i made those for new year's yeah, as well 10 out of 10 they're great when i it, we were just watching this new video from yesterday and erica's trying to convince me to try something that's out of my comfort zone he's led me to try some things that are out of my wheelhouse is it one of the pan yeah the, the sheet pan yeah, yeah. the the vegetarian indian dish is yeah. what she thinks looks good and she she wants us to really? try it so interesting I'm a little apprehensive <laughs> about it, but but you you don't tend to go Asian very very yeah, often. Asian and uh, yeah, Asian Any, food in the East, Eastern food is just not me. Yeah, so it's uh, it'll be I'm willing to try it. It's yeah. out of my comfort zone, <laughs> but I, as as the shirt will say, I trust Brian Lagerstrom. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go ahead and <coughs> bang the button as well. <laughs> Poor okay. choice of words. I put that on the shirt. <laughs> I'm going to go with another YouTube uh, friend of of the show, somebody we both know, Mr. Chef Tom from oh. All Things Barbecue. Yes. I'm going to I got number 3, so I'm going to put him in number 3. I uh, have been to his to his location. Uh, I don't even know his last name. I just know him as Chef Tom. Uh, well, if you hadn't have just said it, I would have told you. <laughs> if uh, if you, again, if you're a foodie, you got to check these people out. If you don't know about them, All Things Barbecue. I think the 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 YouTube channel originated as a way to sell their products. Yeah, uh, because they're they're it's a store. It's just a store in and, Wichita, Kansas, and so they sell smokers and, and yep, pretty high. I mean, higher high in stuff. Um, so like Yoder and Oklahoma Joe and all that kind of stuff. So they're they're selling these these smokers, and I think they they created this channel with Tom to help sell the product, but yep. it's become a life of its own. Oh yeah, and I don't know how well known he is or how how Tom popular, Jackson. There's his name, but. His his food, the food that he creates is fantastic. Um, he has, I mean, Lauren likes to. Lauren doesn't typically watch a lot of like these YouTube cooking shows, but she likes him because what she calls he is the Bob Ross of cooking. Yeah, where he is just so soothing. It is. It's not crazy. He's not no. doing anything wild. It's very calming. He's straightforward. He's uh, educational, but. 
it's it, and it's a lot of a barbecue. It's a lot of smoking, but he does other yes. stuff too. He'll do some other thing. We watched something, the eggnog dip or something like that oh, yeah. he made. And Lauren's like, he does well, something other than smoking meat? He has my go-to pizza crust. Yeah. It's a great pizza crust. And it's as simple. It's like four ingredients. Yeah. It's as easy to get to a pizza crust because you talked about the wait time and rise and all this guy. And that can be difficult. His pizza crust recipe, I think, is one of the most simple that exists. Yeah. It's 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 fantastic. I love using it. So he's great, a great a great watch. You can put it on the background and and you'll fall in love with 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 the the the, the meats and the processes and the briskets and the and the the ribs and some of the creative dishes that they'll come up with. Yeah. I mean, just different takes on stuff. He'll take a brisket and like 15 different ways, different videos on how you can use it. Mhm. It's just fantastic. So, if I have used anybody close to Brian Lagerstrom's recipes, it's Tom's. Yeah, I mean, I've tried a ton of his stuff. I haven't been let down by any of it. No, and I'm a huge fan of his Cattleman Grill products. Yeah, I mean, I and if I could afford the the, the smokers and stuff he uses, oh, I would absolutely get those yeah, too. The I have done a lot of looking. We just bought a pellet grill for the first time, pellet smoker. Uh, the yoders are nice, but I mean, you better be ready to shell out about five grand for one. Yeah, you know, I mean, you got to be in uh, into it a lot. Yeah, do a lot of it. But his his Mexicano seasoning, his brisket rubs, mm-hmm. I own so much of it. Yeah, it's eight second ride, California try the the pit fire hot sauce. Yeah, there's so many good good things that that he's he's. Been Anytime a part we're of. headed through. Kansas. If we're near Wichita, I've got to stop and go to the AT BBQ yeah. store. Yeah, we we keep saying he is one of the people we say all the time. We need to get him on. I would pod. love to have him on the podcast. So yeah, if you come across this on the internet, Tom, uh, hit us up in the comments or DM us because we we would love for you to, to we'll, we'll zoom you in. We'd we love for you to be. We here. should have a we should do an episode on barbecue. Yeah, and do our best to get Tom on with yeah. us. That would be phenomenal. Got to do it. Who else you got? Okay. <sighs> We both have a spot remaining. What is my spot? Your spot is third. Mine's third. fourth. Funny how we've both put two TV people, and it looks like we're both going to put two internet people. Give me... Give me... J. Kenji Lopez Alt. I don't even have... You, that, you're taking him? That's who I'm going to take. I forgot to hit the button. Again, a name that may not be very well known in the TV realm, but it is absolutely known in the cooking industry. Yeah. He is a New York Times best-selling author. And a word for one of the longest names in cookery. It's <laughs> so long. I just call him Jay Kenji for short. Um, he is Alton Brown. Yeah. He gets into the science of cooking. If you've ever read Cooks Illustrated... He was a he was a big author for Cooks Illustrated for a long time. He's now with the New York Times, does a lot of writing for them. He's an award-winning chef. I believe he's had some of his own restaurants. But in 2016, he launched a YouTube channel, and it really exploded in 2020. And he does sort of this just point-of-view cooking. He would strap on a GoPro to his head and just make these dishes. And... I would I could have another shirt that says I trust Jay Kinji. <laughs> yeah. Because he's going to give you the science behind why you do some of these things. And most other YouTube they're going to reference Jay Kinji. They will reference him at some point. He, he is so well respected yeah. in the entire cooking industry. Absolutely. 
people know who he is. Uh, he is, he, he's, I think he has a degree from MIT, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Uh, or at least went to MIT, I think. Um, he is, he's a mathematician, he's a scientist, and he's just this incredible food personality. So his food, and again, to be as trained as he is, he makes food easy to approach. Now, sometimes he will do dishes because he's from a an Asian background himself. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times he may do Asian dishes, some things that are have some hard to, you know, forage ingredients, things like that. But I would say 85% of the content that he produces is very easy for somebody else to replicate. He doesn't make yeah. cooking hard. Yeah, and he will often, you will, you will, like I said, you'll see these other celebrity chefs or, or YouTube chefs reference him. He will usually provide you with the building blocks for a dish that you may create. Yeah. So he'll let you know how to make this thing. So on top of that, you can do whatever. Yep. Or, you know, I, I need to make a good crust for this thing. So he'll, you know, you go to him and you reference him or a filling or, you know, something like that. Um, so he gets referenced a lot. Like he's, oh, like, yeah. he's like a godfather of yes. food, you know. Yes. Uh, great pick. That's a good pick. I, I forgot about him. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and lock in my, my fourth spot, um, in the internet world. I'm going to go Andrew Ray, otherwise known as, as binging oh, with Babish. Babish, yes. Um, I find his videos wildly entertaining. Absolutely. I've, I've referenced some of his stuff. I've cooked some of his stuff before. Yep. I'll go on there. If I need to know how to make something, I, you know, I'll just Google that. He's got a whole basics, uh, uh, channel or not channel, but. Series, series of videos. He mm-hmm. turned it into a book. It's a website. So, um, but if you're not familiar with 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 Andrew Ray, he he started out uh, making uh, videos of food from TV shows. Um, Siri's trying to talk to me. <laughs> Both of them now, now. Now it's just it's going nuts. <laughs> uh, but he has he started out by like taking you know something from Frasier and making the dish from Frasier. Yep. Uh, he'll do it on different TV shows. I mean, he still does that today, although he's branched out into other things now. Um, and he has so, the Babish Culinary Universe where he's brought yeah. in other people. Yeah, so he's expanded. He's got a cook line uh, of products, so, you know, uh, skillets and, and bowls and, and tiny whisks. He's known for the his tiny, tiny whisk. whisk, you know. And what I love about what we're talking are these guys, th- these are not, TV personalities. No. These were just uh, Jay Kinji was a, a renowned chef, but Brian Lagerstrom. Yeah, he was a he was a chef and a cook, but he was not somebody that no. was well known. Babish is. Just These are people who made their own channels. They, they, they started YouTube and they've done this and they've. I mean, they've just blown up. Yeah, they just took off. I mean, they're, they're guys just like us. I mean, who and who some of them quit something. very good careers yes. to go all in Absolutely. on YouTube yeah. content creation. And this is what I was referencing earlier that they have gone back to what I think Food Network originally Absolutely. where Food Network's roots were in just cooking a dish. Yeah. Give me this dish, give me some information. Make it fun. They've done that. Show me how to do it, give me a recipe like yeah. Absolutely. And you know Funny thing about Babish is, you know, when he started his channel, he wasn't looking to become something. No. The name Babish, if you don't know, comes from the West, the West Wing, Wing because he was trying to come up with some kind of fun name for the show. He was watching the West Wing and said, that's a funny word. <laughs> I'll just make that. I mean, he could have easily been sued or something for well, using yeah. that name. But in it, 
he had no no desire or thought. It was just something fun he loved to do. And so that's why I think we both appreciate these these internet personalities because yeah, I mean, of course, they're making a lot of money now. Oh yeah. And they're making more money than we'll ever ever see in sure. our lives. Uh but the I think they still do it for the love of it, but especially starting out, like that's what it was all about, you know. And their their content hasn't diverged from that much. No. Even though the status may have changed for them, yeah. their content stays the same, and I appreciate it. They that. may have made enough money that they've upgraded their cameras, yeah. their microphones. Absolutely. You know, you can yeah. see the format of it has gone, but the heart of the, the, heart of it is, still of, the same. is still the same. Yeah, absolutely. I would like to retroactively make a an edit to my list now Uh-oh, that we have knocking completed. Somebody. I'm knocking somebody. Uh, boot Guy Fietti from the list. Okay, who you want? I think I know. Bobby Flay. Oh, you're putting Bobby? Put Bobby Flay there. I think he deserves to be in the top eight more than, than Guy. Than Guy. I agree with that. What What did you think I was going to do? I thought you were going to go with another YouTuber. I thought you were going to go with your friend, Joshua Wiseman. <sighs> he, is, uh, <laughs> he is a celebrity YouTube chef for sure. Yeah. I don't think I, I don't know if I've ever made one of his dishes. If I, well, no, I take that back. I have made a few of his dishes. Yeah. Some of the ones that I felt were the easiest to make. The problem with Josh is that he poo poos on anything. Yeah, that's it, not him. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I've come back around to him. I've noticed his videos. So Joshua Weisman, go check him out. He, he, he kind of got popular by remaking. Yeah. He had a better than. Yeah. Uh, so he would like take the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich and make a better version of yeah. it. He said Chick-fil-A, but, but, but better, better, but, but better. better. Um, and those were wildly entertaining, but at a certain point he kind of got, uh, I don't want to say big headed, but like, obviously his is going to be better. No, no doubt. But he just began and it, trashing. He on. would <laughs> act like any food from any fast food establishment was just absolute trash. And yeah. it was the worst thing. And he couldn't stand take. I know because I have heard from so many other chefs that they say after cooking fancy food and all this stuff all day long, a lot of them would just want to get off work yeah. and they would go to McDonald's, Taco yeah. Bell, Waffle House, <laughs> someplace like that, because that's the food that they wanted that's to eat. That's what they want to eat. So, and Josh was a, he was a, he was a, a big time chef uh, in Texas. Don't tell me that you didn't like some yeah, of that stuff. Absolutely. Yes, we know you can make it yeah. better, but yeah, don't don't obviously. pretend like uh, yeah. like those things are just absolute so garbage. We know what fast food is. For me, that was a big turnoff for a while. Yeah, he's I, I enjoyed it. He really leaned hard into it, and so I stopped watching for a while. But now he's starting to come back around. He's he's coming back to his yes. roots a little bit. He make he makes a lot of good looking food. It's just he uses so many ingredients, absolutely, and some of them are things like I don't even know where I could get. Yeah. I'd have to order a yeah. lot of this stuff. So. The the entry point into cooking Josh Weissman's food is not easy. Yeah, he's he he can be entertaining. Uh, he's he's similar to some of these other guys. He's got a very distinct style. Yeah, you know, Papa Kiss, Papa you know, kiss. <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, but so he's entertaining. But yeah, you're you're gonna have a hard time following some of his dishes. I'll stuff. tell you, I use his his Mexican rice is phenomenal. He, in fact, his entire meal he has. Um, Four a four dollar fajita meal, oh, really? where he, it's beans, rice, fajitas, and something else. And I use his black beans. I use his Mexican rice almost on a weekly basis. Those are two, and I get so many compliments on those two dishes alone that I love those two things that he makes. 
The rest of it's been a little bit difficult. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be di- – he's high difficulty. And that's one of the reasons why he says everything else is trash. And if you if you watch his stuff, like, you're sitting there going, I can't do that, uh, yeah, bro. Yeah, it's <laughs> – you need course, some skill. Of course you're better. Of course if, the stuff you're making is good. You are a trained <laughs> chef. You've, you've had – yeah. So, and he's acted like everybody else is stupid for not being able to do it. <laughs> He's like, your pizza's trash because you didn't let your dough set for 14 days and you didn't do all this stuff. I'm like, God, I can't do that. He is a New job. York Times bestselling author now with yeah. a couple of his books. So, I mean, it's it's been great to yeah. see, you know, somebody like that I'm take like, off. Go open a restaurant so I can try but the food. I'm it, not making that at no, home. <laughs> no. So if you're a beginner, if you are, I don't even know that I would say intermediate. No, you've got, you've got, you a, need to have a high skill level or time. Like you need time. time. Yeah. <laughs> you can sit there for like a week. Rachel Ray was 30 minutes. He's 30 days. He, he's like 30 days. <laughs> yeah. You're not, you're not doing one of Josh's dishes no. in a fast amount of time. I want to quickly give a couple of honorable mentions for yeah. YouTube. That is Matt Pittman with meat church barbecue. Yep. I have I've him. done a ton of their, a ton of their stuff. Uh, I Great love it. Facebook group, by the way, if you're in the, the meat church congregation, if you're looking for smoking tips and grilling and that kind of stuff, smoking meats, it's not yeah, like cigarettes. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, and then, um, cowboy Kent Rollins. This was a guy okay, yeah. who beat Bobby Flay. Yeah. And he won some sort of grill masters competition on food network, probably a decade ago. Um, he's really corny, but he has some he has some good food and it's more traditional old school maybe grandma type recipes things like that that he does i like cowboy kent rollins and then you have sam the cooking guy sam the cooking guy <laughs> um divisive he's a divisive individual <laughs> he is he has sort of the language of gordon ramsay without the bleep button yeah most of the time <laughs> yeah but he does cook some good looking food from time to time. And then the other YouTube uh, cook that I really like to follow is I just went blank on his name. So he must not be that good. <laughs> I forgot him. Bill. It's Bill. I, I left it off my list. I thought I can remember that. I can't. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll blow through some really quickly. Also, I, I got to mention Guga. All right. Oh, Guga. If you've ever, if you don't know who Guga is, just go Google Guga or YouTube Guga. <laughs> uh, he, he got famous from dry age steaks. So he would dry age stuff. He has a channel called sous vide everything. Um, and so he's primarily does steak stuff. He's, he's, he's ventured into other things as well. But if you, if you just love steaks, uh, he is a great channel to watch. He'll do all kinds of different stuff with steaks. What's the what's the word that he uses? Overuses. Ten out of ten. Highly recommend. No, he says that all, all the time. No, I'm, oh everybody, everybody, <laughs> hey, everybody, everybody. everybody. <laughs> He'll use it twenty times in a five minute video. <laughs> He'll use that a lot. Uh, you're gonna love this, everybody. Uh, Sorted food is a great channel. Uh, they're from from across the pond. Uh, just a group of of mates who uh, like to cook. They've got a lot of fun content and have some good food out there. Bradley Chud. Yes. Chud's barbecue. That's the one I was That's trying to think of. Yep. Chud's barbecue. Yeah. He's a, he's a great follow. He's, he's got a fun personality and some good looking barbecue. Yeah. To go with I've him. made a couple of his recipes. Oh, uh, another one. Claire Saffitz. It's a baking channel. Oh, we, as far as baking goes, we've tried probably 10 or so of her pastries and baked goods and desserts over the last couple of years. Uh, she was with the New York times and now she's on her own. 10 out of 10, highly recommend everybody. <laughs> Max the Meat Guy, 
Oh, well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know Max the Meat Guy. You look up Max the Meat Guy. He's really good. He does a lot of stuff with barbecuing and meats and stuff like that. Um, we got to mention Mythical Kitchen. <laughs> oh. uh, they're not real chefs, but you know they're entertaining sometimes. It, it, they it sometimes. really jumped the shark a couple years ago. Oh, gosh. Just, sometimes they go off the rails. It's hard to watch sometimes. It's just too much. They started When they started out, it was great. Yes. So they, they jumped a shark, and it's just whew, it's it's tough sometimes. Yeah. On the TikTok side of things, because I'll, I'll find myself watching a lot of TikTok people. So if you're looking for some TikTok content, uh, a dude by the name of Dylan Hollis, um, he he creates stuff. He's got a book called Cooking Yesteryear. So he goes back and finds these really old recipes really that, that sound weird, like avocado bread or um, just, just, you know, some kind of weird puddings and cakes and stuff like that. And he'll recreate them and try them out. Uh, he's a fun watch. Uh, this this girl, her channel is called The Red Bowl, uh, if you like. Uh, these next two, I'm sure you'll enjoy. They're kind of ASMR-ish because there's not a lot of talking, but they just make the dishes. Um, she's less ASMR. She just cooks. No talking, no voiceover. It's just showing the cooking. Uh, she does a good job, The Red Bull. And then Zach Choi, who I showed you right yeah, before we Yeah, I like record. that. Very ASMR forward. You hear the chopping and, the, and, the, and the everything, and then he eats it. And it's so it's a little bit of ASMR and that mukbang that they, that's yeah. been popular. Uh, so just rapid fire a couple of TikTok videos or TikTok accounts that you guys might be interested in. And break. Ooh, we did it. There I was did. a lot of that. There was a lot of it. A lot of people to talk through. Everybody's tuned out on us, <laughs> except the, the real hardcore foodies. <laughs> Uh, all right, shall we bracket them all now? Absolutely. Let us do the things. If you want to be the best, you have to beat the rest. This is the Best Things Bracket. Okay. Well, again, if you're new, and you, if you're new and somehow made it 85 minutes into this thing, uh, we take this moment of the pod and we take all the things that we hit that bell on and we put them in a bracket and now we decide which one is the best one. So the question, who is the best celebrity chef or food personality out there today or of all time? Again, just a reminder, we have like an emeritus position for Miss Julia Child. So yes. If you're, if you're just catching this, if you skipped ahead right to the bracket and you don't see her name, that's why. Um, first matchup, the round one YouTube matchup, Brian Lagerstrom versus Andrew Ray, AKA Babish battle of YouTube here. Battle of the YouTubes three, two, one, Brian, Brian Lagerstrom. I trust Brian. <laughs> I trust Brian. It's close. And I hate that Babish is out this early. I know. Um, and I, I'm solely going with Brian just because I use more of his recipes than I do Babish. But both fantastic. Yeah, great. Deserve it to be up there. Uh, number, oh, man. Number two, Alton Brown versus Chef Tom. Whew. We're going to have we're gonna hate sending this guy home, but three, two, one. Alton, Alton Brown. Brown. Yeah, sorry, man. You just ran into a buzzsaw there. I think he would be fine with that. I, I agree. I think he would be, too. I mean, if you lose to Alton, yeah. there's no shame. Um, Gordon Ramsay versus Bobby Flay. This is the Iron Chef matchup I would love to see. This is a great one. This, this is, is fantastic. This would be entertaining. This is primetime TV. Would love to see the good guy versus the foul mouth, you know. This is... 
This is we can we can imagine, right? It'll never happen in a million years. Uh, Gordon Ramsay versus Bobby Flay. Three, two, one. Gordon, Gordon Ramsay. And then finally in round one, Imro Lagasse versus J. Kenji Lopez Alt. Man, I hate this matchup. I like these guys both so much. Three, two, one. Bam. Emerald. I wrote bam. <laughs> That's fine. We know who it is. <laughs> All right. Round number number. I can't talk. That's not good for a podcast test. Round number two, Brian Lagerstrom versus Alton Brown. Three, two, one. Alton, Alton Brown. Brown. <laughs> Second match. We have our window open here. <laughs> and there's people doing some, uh, some road stuff. <laughs> it's really distracting because they're right by our window. <laughs> Hi, guys. Can y'all hear us? Hey, what's up? Is he talking to us? Oh, no. He's talking to that. There's another guy there. He's not talking to us. They yeah. want to be on the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Raise the window. Let's they're, ask him what they think. They're looking at the window wondering what's going on right now. <laughs> Um, next next matchup: Gordon Ramsay oh versus Emeril Lagasse. Gordon versus Emeril. This is hard. This feels like it should be a, a final. A final. This is really tough. Three, two, one. Emeril Ramsey. Okay. One to ten time. That's how we break ties. In case you didn't know, Gordon Ramsay rate him. One to ten. We can't go to IMDb on this one. No, there, there is no IMDb for this. Three, two, one, nine. nine. This is eighteen. Emeril Lagasse. Three, two, one, nine. Eight. Gives us seventeen. Gordon moves on. Final matchup. Final round. Alton Brown versus Gordon Ramsay. Three, two, one. Alton Brown. Brown. Congratulations, yeah. sir Alton. Yeah. You're the you're our guy. Come on the podcast Come with on. us. Let's talk. Come on the pod, reply to this video. Whatever you want to do, we're okay with. Congratulations, Alton. You are the winner extraordinaire. The, sl- the what are we what are we calling this? The best celebrity S- chef, chef or food person. I don't know what we the, want to call it. The, yeah. The best cooker of food that's entertaining good eats it may be the best thing today but is it the best thing of all time it's time for the best thing battle oh my goodness it is snowing here in the great state of arkansas so we are we're perusing the internet and seeing people already making the most pathetic-looking snowman you've ever seen in your life. We got two hours of snow, and <laughs> they're gathering it up. A whole dusting, and people are making snowmen and, um, and wrecking. And wrecking, of course, they are. It's Arkansas. You can't <laughs> handle your snow. You can barely handle your rain. Yeah. Okay, we have uh, Sir Alton Brown. If he's not a knight, he should be, or if he's not been knighted. Uh, Alton Brown versus. Uh, it still says Baconator. What was our last episode? The dark no Empire, Empire Strikes, Strikes Back. Back. Uh, Alton Brown versus Empire Strikes Back. This is tough. This is Empire Strikes Back was the best sequel. This is the best celebrity chef. Do, what kind of criteria do we put with this? There is none. You just pick this. Your, is, which this, one's your favorite thing? I guess that's that's we're in just in. <laughs> okay. Oh man, I don't know. I really don't know. 
I feel like I do this all the time where my brain locks up, but this one's really locked up right now. So we're just going to go for it. Three, two, one. Alton Alton Brown. Brown. Wow. Alton. I thought last week that Empire Strikes Back would have a pretty good run. But you're no match for Sir Alton Brown. I really... Alton, you 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 need to be, you just beat Star Wars, <laughs> yeah, with us two, <laughs> and we're the Star Wars guys. <laughs> that's that's. I guess we love food more than we do. I can cook his stuff. I can eat his stuff. Yeah, I can't eat Star Wars stuff. Did you see the? You remember those blue noodles that Babish did from uh, yes. from the uh, Mandalorian? Yeah, I've wanted to try those. Yeah. Okay, well there you have it, Alton Brown. Winning the day. We have not had a continuous champion in a while. It's been a while. It's been knocked off every week. Maybe, maybe, maybe Alton will hold it for a minute. What's better than Alton Brown? I guess we'll find out next week. We'll find out next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You got anything else? Uh, no, just, just go, go cook. Yeah. Explore some of these channels uh, if, on YouTube. If you haven't heard of those people, uh, get in the kitchen, do something fun. Even if you're not a, a cook, you don't do yeah. it very often. Try, you know, watch some of these 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 people get inspired, and uh, give it a shot. You might be pleasantly surprised. You might you find a new, a new passion, a, a new hobby. Yeah, something something say, to do together. Did you say hottie, hobby, <laughs> hobby. <laughs> you might find a new hottie. <laughs> well, if you're single, you might find Alan Brown is a cutie. <laughs> if you could, if you can start cooking good, that's true. That's true. They say a, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. I think that you could apply that to, to to women as well. I mean, I think so. A man that can that could lay out an incredible, you know, a, dinner, a nice spread. I think that that you know. I mean, I'd like to say that's why Lauren married me. I mean, I'm the cook. I'm the cook in our home. You know, you are. So, and we kind of share at home, but I probably do more of the cooking. Yeah, it, it's probably, I don't know. 6535 me really at home. So yeah, get to cooking. Hey, make make a dish. Create your own dish. Get chaotic with it. It's okay. Have well, have that, you know, 911 number on hand if you start getting <laughs> too wild with it and need your stomach pumped. Well, I mean, don't eat raw chicken. You you don't want chicken tartare. Yeah, there was that <laughs> trend a couple years ago where you know, like medium rare chicken. Like, <laughs> don't do that. Nah, don't, don't do, do that. it. Don't do that. Medium rare steak all day. Absolutely great. Um, don't listen to the don't listen to the USDA on cooking pork either. Yeah, no, pork needs to be. You don't have to cook it to one hundred and sixty five degrees. No. One hundred and thirty five on your pork. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll be happy. Pork needs some. It, it won't be. It, needs... it won't be dry. <laughs> Okay, that'll do it for the best things. I am Craig. I'm Aaron. We'll talk at you next time. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Best Things Podcast. If you liked today's episode, subscribe and leave us a review wherever you're listening now. And remember, connect with us on the socials at Best Things Pod and you may hear your take on an upcoming episode.